Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. That was Will Be All Right by Gabrielle Grace. Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast. And if you are familiar with that voice, it is because we have actually featured Gabrielle's other singles on the podcast before. So hi, Carl. Hi, Greg. How are you guys doing today? Hey, hey Nicole. Hey, Greg. Hey, Carl. 
I like that song. You know, I, I like her. She's kind of um I think she's from uh from from a small town in Texas. I think it's I think I saw Bridge City, Texas. I don't yeah. even know where that is, but mm-hmm. that's where she's from. Just yeah, something just really kind of again mild I use this word authentic about her that yeah. I seem to I, like. I like the um kind of throwback nature of the production. I mean, for me it's it's kind of dream pop circa, you know, late eighties, nineties. I think it's cool. It's got that Roland. Da, eight, da, eight da, of, da, da. Yeah, it's got that Roland 808 snare drum at the beginning. And I thought, oh my, that's uh, really out front. Uh, and then they go from a 80s uh, Roland snare drum to in the chorus, there's like this big, wet 90s snare drum. So I think that's a study in snare drum. But uh, I, re- I, think, I, really- I, think I, I think that's the subtitle of the song. It's called We'll Be All Right, parentheses, Study and Snare Drum. Provided we can put a bunch of snare drums in the track. Yeah, I, I really I actually like it. I, you know, I'm, I've seen a trend develop over the last couple of years where I guess it's because I'm getting old, but I heard all this 90s production and 80s production the first time around. And it's nostalgic for me to hear it now. I know that uh, younger folks are thinking, this is cool, and it it is cool. It, it, it's a nice mix, and uh, I, I like where her vocal sets on the Well, track you know, and- it's funny. As usual, that reminds me of a story. Yeah, right. Harlan Here we stories. go. Is it, well, back- it's about, wait, wait. Is no, it it's a back-in-the-day ba- story? Up, up. No. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a back-in-the-day. No, but really, and it has nothing to do with, 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 with this kind of music, but it's about how, like, trends coming back, right? And I don't think they'll get mad. You know, someone I used to know from b- back in the day, he used to rehearse in the same rehearsal hall as we, you know, when I was in, this is like the late 70s, you know, the early 80s, in the, in, the, in the studio next door was D from Twisted Sister, you know? Yeah, and, uh and and they and they were just they were like at the time just the biggest Long Island bar band. They were just they, they were doing like Bowie shows and Lou Reed shows and JJ the guitarist and they were just playing the big clubs in Long Island and they wanted to be big and stuff. But um and they were doing all this like long hair glitter rock, right? And then the 80s came in this new wave and they were so outdated, right? So, but they just kept doing the rock and no, the hair was, rock. Yeah, I mean, no, they were outdated. And they, they, they said, Tom, why don't you guys change? No, we're doing this. They just kept doing it, kept doing it. They did it so long until it came around again. So, and they were, over and the they were top, like right. cutting edge of, 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 of pop metal, you know? And, and the thing is, they just never changed, you know. So, what was the uh, like the public hearings that were held? Uh, what was the rating uh, that Tipper Gore put forward? And they had yeah, Zappa uh, was on it. Yeah, uh, D, did you ever see D's? Uh, uh, I I may have witnessed, I may have. Uh, or, or he was actually uh, he was called to uh, to testify. We're not going to take hearing. it. Song. Was it the what? I don't I forget what it was called. That that shows you how long it was. Uh, but yeah, there used to be this big uproar about um, uh, you know really the appropriateness of songs and hidden messages and all this. No, it was it was, it was, it was just malarkey and lyrics. The Tipper Gore thing. No, but it was I just remember, profanity and lyrics. I remember well, but they were talking about backwards masking and all this crazy. Oh, stuff. devil worship and yeah, that yeah. stuff, right? But I remember D getting up there, and it was just it was extraordinary. D is a very very smart guy. 
And he oh, was a just, great guy. he just, he just actually laid those knuckleheads to waste and said, you know, you don't understand what you're hearing. You don't understand what you're seeing. Uh, and there's a good deal of parody in what we do. Uh, and it was just, uh, it was really great. I, I would encourage anybody that doesn't know about that time quotes back in the day. I would encourage everybody to go to YouTube and look at D Snyder's testimony before the Senate hearing regarding, I think it had something to do with parental guidance. I wish I could remember. Well, they, well, well they did because of that. They put stickers on albums. There were stickers yeah. on CDs. And, and I was, remember feeling so put upon that. I can't believe that this parental guidance thing is on this album that I'm thinking that I should buy. And then I remember distinctly having small kids and having them peruse the record store and me checking for that, uh, for that, uh, for that insignia so that I could make sure that they were, what they were hearing wasn't, uh, prurient. And you, you made know? sure all the records and, they and bought so I thought, had that. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. You know, I guess there might. Uh, you ain't buying this record if there ain't no one for profanity. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Of course, my kids came up listening to rap, so I mean, you know, they wouldn't listen to any of the edited versions of anything. It's like, Dad, you know, right? I can't be listening to edited versions of these songs. But anyway, friend. but but getting back to what you're saying, so it's I, I it's a you're right. So things just come around again, like everything that yep. that's old. Like I I got rid of my D50, my Roland D50, and I used to have yep. a Yamaha, you know. But now if you had it, it's like retro. It's so cool to have. But now you just get the plug in that does they it. All, you know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, and it's okay. So to bring up the music industry too, it's the same as fashion. I mean, things that are very old are now new again and some things shouldn't be new again but they are so <laughs> but, you know, but, why, but why do some things like fashion i'll use fashion which, which are like all my girlfriends will think who, who am i speaking about fashion <laughs> oh, i know nothing but for some reason certain fashion like why is it that like the 70s or you, you see 70s fashion with the big collars and the shoes like it's it's horrendous and some of the new wave stuff in the 80s is is so tacky but why is the 60s still so cool it was always cool carnaby street 65 the turtlenecks the chanel coco all that stuff is still hip it yeah, always I've, was I've, why does um, certain 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 you know trends just never left it or well I or wonder never got if it's, weird I wonder if it's because the a lot of the trends that emerged in the sixties actually are a little bit more timeless than the pieces from like the seventies and eighties and even nineties yeah but why are they timeless you know you know what, what, what makes them more timeless it's just uh, I think it's the look it's the simplicity about them like the the shirts that you're talking about and like the way that people carried themselves I mean it, it's one of those things that people strive for as opposed to maybe more of like the kitschy stuff from like the 70s and 80s right I think uh, but, you know we one of our little side hustles here is that we recommend documentaries have you seen the documentary on Carnaby Street? I'm not. I'm, 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 I imagine there's a lot of them. Which where is the one I'm specific one? You know. Well, I'm frantically looking on the pad. <laughs> of course, to, the uh, pad has to make an appearance. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. When anyone to find out. who needs to, well, so no, when we, when we reference the pad, Greg has this first generation Apple iPad from when 1947. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't even do anything. It can't even get an email, but that's what he, ref- that's what he uses to like connect to the world. He with can draw time. on it though. It's called, no, it was yes, made in 2000. It no, was made in, it was made in 2011. It's called Carnaby street undressed. I highly recommend it. It gets five stars on the, uh, Greg Gregathon, Rick Richter scale there. The the G R I M D B, yeah, right. So, uh, but well, no, yeah, it's, it's really it's really tremendous. And you know what I didn't realize is that you know everybody had stores back in the set back in the days so in, in the seventies. Uh, we had the in in Middle America, we had these stores actually move from Carnaby Street to Middle America into the malls, and there was. There was um, uh, my my favorite was a store called Chess King. It was so. I remember cool. Chess King, yeah. sure. And you would go in there, and it would reek of patchouli. Yeah, and, but it know. was always cheesy, cheesy, cheapo knockoffs of the stuff. It wasn't yeah, the real stuff. It, it might not have been the real stuff, but it was certainly vibey and trendy, and uh, we thought we were really cool. There was another one called Jay Riggins. You know what we had? We had Long Island. We had a thing called Sid's Pants. <laughs> no, it was called Sid's Pants, and there was a few of them in the malls. But to me, the people who it wasn't so much the Beatles for me. It was the monkeys' fashion, those double-breasted shirts. Oh yeah, remember those? And they used to yeah. have the cool flowered shirts with the white collars and white cuffs. Yep. Or else they have the uh, the, the the garrison belts with with the um, round buckle. And then, oh, I used to love all that plat- stuff. The platform shoes and uh, no, I, I had the Cuban beetle boots. I had the suede mm-hmm. beetle boots, and uh, yeah, I had all that platform. nonsense. I, I Nehru jacket had my Nehru. I'm still. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about bringing the Nehru back. I'm also thinking about bringing oh, back the Apache scarf. You know, I don't that, know what that is well. You know, instead of if you if you look at old episodes of Mannix, for example, instead of wearing a tie, Mannix, a like, yeah, you're really gonna uh, get a lot of people like. <laughs> The best thing about this podcast is they discover new things. <laughs> you, say, right. you say Mannix and we can go ahead and do the boil on that <laughs> one. <laughs> Pretty much. That's a, that's a... <laughs> but Mannix, uh, Mannix, there, there was a period of time. I think it was on for several seasons. It's actually a really great show. But it's, Mike, somebody, right? Mike Connors was Mike Connors, yeah. right? Very nice guy, evidently. Um, but uh, he's gone on to his reward now uh, to TV heaven. But um, the um, the thing that used to be so cool is if you go back and look at those old episodes, you can see like the fashion trends, and they were like being fashion forward with you know the main characters. And Mike used to wear these things instead of wearing like a traditional tie. It was just a kind of a paisley scarf or a silk scarf. And they sold oh, like these an little rings. It looked kind of like an ascot, right? But I think oh, like a neckerchief, a neckerchief. A neckerchief. But I think that I think oh, yeah, the, I used to have those. In I think the, the correct <laughs> name. I think the correct name is Apache scarf. Oh wow! Uh, and so right. I, I remember going into those uh, are lame, man. Oh man, I think they're so cool. I'm bringing them back. So if we ever, if or we else, have, or else, or how about this one? How about my? I used to have this red velour with with a black dicky. Remember the dickies? Oh yeah, yeah. 
Do you know what Dickie is, Nicole? I don't, but I feel like you and Greg oh, need to yeah, submit Dickie, pictures from Nicole, your childhood. A, a Dickie is a make-believe turtleneck that you stick inside your shirt that oh, only has Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about so now. So it looks like a turtleneck, but if you took your shirt off, it's just a sting around your neck that hangs down and, yep. and you, you hide behind your shirt. Yep. If you want to see the most iconic use of a, of a Dickie, Dickie in, in, in film, watch Christmas Vacation. And there's a oh, part. I've seen Christmas there, there's, vacation. A, there's a part in which uh, they're dressing Chevy up Chase. for the Christmas dinner, and cousin Eddie comes out, and he's got a light shirt and a black dicky, so you can actually see the square under the white shirt. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm sure you can Google that as well. So. Well, and I think for everyone who like knows Christmas Vacation. I totally get that. But if they're looking yep. for a more modern Dickie, um, Howard Wallowitz from Big Bang Theory, the, the reason when once you said that, I was like, Howard Wallowitz from the yep. Big Bang Theory wore it all the time. So. I love, I love <laughs> Howard's skinny pants and his like his his thick uh, belts. And I think he's fantastic. I you know what? Him. I didn't look, you know, I, I look too much like a walrus, but I never I never could wear bell bottoms. Cool. Okay, see, and I grew up in the era of Junko jeans and bell bottoms and like baggy graphic t-shirts. And now they're apparently making a comeback. And I just don't understand why, because they were they just are terrible. Well, because because they're retro. You know, you know what's worse than bell bottoms though? I hate parachute pants. Remember those like nylon parachute pants? And they swish everywhere. Yeah. I was I was in a Saran wrap. A bag. I didn't I didn't and need you- anything in 1972. I didn't or 76 or whenever that was. I didn't I didn't need anything to add 50 pounds to my staff. Well, I'll even date myself. It's like when I was a kid, they weren't jeans. They were dungarees. dungarees. I wore dung. I wore dungarees. <laughs> Gosh. I, that's that's funny because uh, one of my favorite lines in my we talked about movies on one of the episodes and I said that my 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 favorite movie of all time was uh, Holiday Inn with Bing Crosby, but there's this right. there's this manager guy and that's one of the lines that he has in the in the uh, in the film he's talking about he's like kind of uh, throwing shade at the dungaree set. He's like, oh, you're going to be part of the dungaree. Because you're not dressed. You're yeah, not dressed you're not dressed right. as a gentleman, exactly. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, well, we've I, talked you know, for 15 yeah. minutes about fashion right now, guys. Uh, we are <laughs> well, just. Well, because we are experts Because on this. we are icons when it comes to <laughs> trends fashion. and fashions. Oh Except this goodness. podcast is about the music we love and the industry and business and, we tolerate. And the clothes, the clothes we're afraid to wear. <laughs> I think this podcast has become about the music we like and the friends we tolerate. <laughs> or, the, or, the, or, or how about this? I don't even know. <laughs> play you know, another, like, play another track. Yeah, let's play another tune. This is uh, another one by Gabrielle. Uh, this this one she uh, had a uh, featured another artist, Logan Pilcher, and it's a throwback from a few months back, and uh, it's called "Good Without the Bad." Let's check it out. Every time I move, I see a different view. It's not like I remember as a kid. The tree. 
like every song she's had for me it's been catchy like i like there are songs sometimes like you have to play over and over and over again to get into but like the good without the bad and the one that we played in the beginning will be all right like you just bop your head to it and it kind of gets you into the beat like immediately yeah but you know what i get but not to me in a forced way. No, yeah. You know, like, it wasn't like she's forcing to try to write a hit song. She just has this way about writing something that seems to be just something you, you, you want to hear again, you know, that you really kind of like. I was uh, I was telling you guys before we started that uh, I was listening to the tracks uh, on the way here from someplace else before we started uh, the podcast and um, was down in the kitchen. I was listening in the car, went into the kitchen 
and pulling something out of the cabinet. I was like, you know, I was like kind of. Well, you have a car. You have a car in the kitchen. No, no. What did I say? You have a drive through kitchen. No, I, I left the car in the driveway and I went into the kitchen and I pulled something out of the cabinet and I was actually humming the, you know, the kind of the lead line. So I thought, wow, that's uh, that's cool. I mean, that's that's a, a prerequisite for something being sticky or hooky or catchy, or right. however you'd like to describe it. Which brings me to a very strange thing that I'd like to discuss this week. All right. So has this ever happened to you or am I just losing my mind? Have you ever been out running errands and hear something on the radio or have something in the, uh, have something streaming and then you will leave the car, maybe go in and do some shopping or you'll run your errand. You know, you'll, uh, maybe spend an hour or so away from the car as you're walking in a parking lot, any given parking lot, and you get ready to enter the car. Have you ever started humming the song that you were listening to an hour ago, and then when you get in the car uh, and the radio comes back on or the stream comes back on or the CD comes back on, you had not lost your place and you're right in the same place of the track that you were before you left the car? No. I want to say no, but I feel like probably that's happened. I don't know uh, if I described it, it appropriately. It's never but, happened to anyone. No. <laughs> It happens no. to me okay. a lot, and it's bizarre. I think it's just how our brains work. What I what I will say is I will leave the car listening to one song on the radio, and like there have been a handful of times where I've gotten back in and the same song's playing like an hour, two hours later. And for me, it's kind of like, okay, cool, if I like the song. And if not, it's like, do they have nothing better to play? Well, that's yeah, that's based on the rotation, but yeah. I'm just I'm just saying that if I'm listening to a CD or if I'm listening to a, a tape, uh, I, I basically I think my brain somehow remembers my brain somehow remembers where the track was. So when I get back in the car and I turn the car on, it's like I haven't lost any time. It's just a bizarre. You story. have a car. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I think on this one, you are just that special. I don't no, know. I think I think you're right. I think it's how your brain works, and, and like subconsciously, you just know when you left, and, and there's a connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that happens. I actually have a car. Uh, we recently purchased a car, um, kind of a. I think they call them a beater. We re- recently purchased a car, and it has a cassette player in it. Ooh. thousand bucks, and it's got two hundred and sixty thousand. I think it's miles. called a jalopy. It, yeah, uh, yeah. It's. Uh, but it's got a but it's got a cassette player in it, so I'm now you know sca- yeah, you scouring. I'm scouring the uh, goodwills for cassettes. <laughs> it's got know? a turntable. <laughs> <laughs> so we had some rants. We were going to rant today too. Didn't you want to rant a little bit, um, Nicole? I did. About- I no, did. Nicole, people don't like it when people rant. No, well, no, it's not really a rant. It's more of a general observation. Because um, Carl had kind of alluded to it before Greg went on his Carl, tangent. Carl rants all the time. <laughs> but before Greg went on his tangent with. Um, talking about getting out of the car and coming back in and being in the same place that the music was. The time continuum. The time continuum. The the musical time continuum. Um, 
but we are still in the middle of this COVID pandemic. Um, right. And recently I've just been observing in conversations and how people are showing up on social media and that we're almost at a time, especially in the music industry, where I personally am seeing that there it, it's basically a make or break. The line's kind of been drawn in the sand and artists are starting to um, either get burnt out or they just can't do it anymore. And we're starting to see that there are cracks happening in a few of the places where artists are really just not knowing what the future is going to hold for them, which I think weighs heavily on it. But Carl, you brought up a good analogy beforehand um, about being famous or whatnot. And I think this it, it kind of applies to it being right now because I think so many people are in it to try and get famous. But why don't you kind of talk a little bit about what you brought up before? I often thought of this myself, you know, just when I was, you know, trying to be an artist. Like right now, if there was a decree where like you could still do music, but they, they removed all the fame possibility and all the money possibility from it, that it would just be a regular thing you did like a bus driver. Bus drivers still get paid. Well, okay, but okay, but they, they removed the celebrity and, and the riches from it. You could just get, get a job, but it wouldn't be anything special. How many people would still do it? And I think it would considerably, you know, weed out the herd, you know, if you ask me, you know, and then you see who's really into this because it's part of them. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do this. I'm sorry, because they want to be famous. They want to be special. They want to be rich. You know, it's, it's not because they're, they they really want to be an artist. You know, they just think it's better than having to go work at a job. You know, that's where I started it. That's what I loved about John Lennon. They asked him, why do you want to do this? He goes, so he didn't have to work and he can meet girls. You know, he didn't, he had no lofty, you know, anything about it. Like wanted to be some deep poet or anything. But anyway. I think, I think anybody that spends time um, as a, as a creative person, um, I don't think a lot of people are in it for um, for fame or for riches. I think that um, because it's too damned difficult. It's very, very, very hard to, you know, kind of follow your passion and kind of like make music or or paint paintings or uh, be a sculptor. I mean, you're setting yourself up for a ton of. So are you, are you telling me you don't you don't think that oh, people, that's why they do it to be famous and rich? Are you kidding me? You're I think totally wrong. I think you're totally m- wrong. I, I think, think that that poses. I, I know you're a hundred percent wrong. I would say ninety five percent of the people. And I'll tell you why. To do this, do this to be rich and famous. I think it's like John JFK. JFK just became president because his father wanted him to be president. He was born famous. No, but I'm saying, you know, he he like became great. You know, in the job. I'm sorry, I disagree with you. I, totally. I, I just, I just don't believe that anybody uh, that is practicing creative endeavors, trying to make a living doing it, I don't believe that many of them think that they're ever going to get rich or they're ever going to get famous. And I'm not I think- talking about. I'm not talking about artists. I'm talking about musicians, rock and to be a to get a record deal. I just, I, I just don't see it, and you know why? Because I think that that faction of people, they've been replaced. These artists that might have, you know, put a record out or tried to make a record or tried to be a singer in a local band or whatever the case may be, those people found out pretty quickly it's an incredibly difficult thing to do. However, there is a way to get reasonably famous and make a little money. 
and you don't have to have any particular talent. And that's this whole influencer culture, right? So, I mean, I think that those people replaced all these artists that you're talking about that are seeking fame and fortune. I don't, I'm sorry, I disagree. Everybody, I, everyone down in Music Row now doing playing those gigs, playing those bars, writing those songs, doing co-writes. They all want to be famous. Well, and they, I, they, none of them are just. It's, it's. I'm just telling you. From you know, I'm. I know it. I did it, and I knew a million guys who were doing it too, and everyone was doing the same thing. I'd be backstage with all these other bands, all these other guys, and everybody in every club and every band I was in, everybody wanted to be successful, wanted to be famous. No one's just doing it for the love of the the art of being a poor musician because they want to express some stupid song. Well, I, I think we actually have two new questions of the week. We'll have to pose in the coming weeks to kind of uh, figure out where this debate of uh, debate of, are they in it to be I'll make one of my ridiculous pronouncements. Anyone who will say they're not in it because of that, is full of shit, and that's it. If they say anyone who says, well, we, "Well, well, because you didn't do it, I did it." No, you know, and I know everyone but, who but, did but, it. But you're a, a focus group of one. My my no, my but, point but is, think I didn't talk to anybody. They think I, I, I've been doing no, it for my, thirty years. I met a what, bunch of a million people. What I'm trying to say is that um, what are you trying? I, to say, I think right? that I think that artists. I think that artists, uh, all the artists that I've ever met that have They're not none of them are artists. Years, years working on their craft are, are songwriters, for example. The songwriters that I've met that are really amazing at their craft, they're all incredibly self-conscious about, you know, uh, notoriety. They're self-conscious about performing. They're self-conscious about... Uh, you know, if you if you oh, this that's some bullshit. Every time I've gone to the Bluebird, all these guys do is drop names of who cut their song. It's it's bullshit. It might and they're be a all little like, ego, but I don't think any of they're, them. They're all on their think they're their be, list of like, oh, this is when I cut Johnny Cash. So you cut. think they you think they got into it because they want to be rock stars? No, well, they got into it because they wanted to be successful, and then and and then and then they and they got successful, and they did it, and now yeah, after the fact, you know, two there's two reasons to be into deep kind of artist kind of people. I know I'm getting crazy here, but this is like, I believe this. It's either, it's either like they, they passed it and they didn't make it. So then now that's their rationale. Well, I'm an artist and, and they buy into that older unknown artist. Everyone, when they start out, wants to do it because they want to be successful in it. They don't just do it because of the love of what they're doing solely. And that's it. It may develop into something more down the road, but when you're doing it in the beginning, when you're really striving, the goal is to get the hit record or get the big cut. And so you can make a living and you can buy the house, you know, and, and, and have a great life. That's the point. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Oh, it's a fact. To be continued. No, it's a fact. End of story. Find a <laughs> it's going to be, find, regardless of what Carl's saying, I'm going to make it a question of the week. No, because they, I, I love to hear what people say, you know, because you, then you get all these guys like, because I love when I hear like famous guys talk about it. Well, no, man, I was just into it. You're like David Bowie, who I love, but he'll pontificate about, well, you know, like, you know, when I was into this. I was well, Bowie, now, uh, that's a different animal because I, I've recently watched a few documentaries on All Bowie. All he wanted was fame. Because I'm, that's exactly right. He was in it for the fame for the fortune and once actually, he got he, it 
Actually, he became a rock star. The a film I saw recently, he became a rock star by virtue of his manager putting the perception out there that he was a rock star, and they were deeply in debt for you know several years into his career. When he after he'd had uh, oh he tried on space six oddity or, six or you know, seven different personalities exactly, and, different and they styles. were spending they were spending bukus of money. He was flat broke and he was a rock star, you know. So I mean that, but, but yeah, I, I think that's that's well established. That I'm not saying that he's not wanted great. to and, be and, a rock. And also star. another thing too, a perfect example. I just read the, the the Dylan biography, and 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 you think Dylan was this? He's not. He just wanted to be rich and famous and like it's 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 like it's all these perceptions. You know, we think it's all this purist and this artistry and stuff. It, it's not. Yes, if you're just writing your songs, if you just want to write your songs, then write your songs and sit and like, you know, play them in your house or to your friends. But as soon as you make a demo and you send it somewhere, that's it. So what about the people that have been extraordinarily successful and are actually, you know, kind of embarrassed, embarrassed by their success? Have you ever met any, have you ever met anybody like that? I have. I've met a ton of writers. Well, I hate them. I hate them. (laughs) Because how dare you insult us? Because we're all trying to do this and you have the luck or because it's it's all luck. Very few people are actually brilliant. I know I'm ranting tonight, but I'm sorry. Very few people are really brilliant. So, you know, if you're lucky enough to get a song cut or, or to have a big career and you have a lot of success, shut up. You know, be gracious and accept it, you know, and and, and how dare you, I get all, you're embarrassed by it. Who the hell are you? I, Shut up well, and give the money back. I'm give just the not going to give the money back. Well, I, I'll, I'll say this. I, I'm quit. I'm somewhat embarrassed by everything I've accomplished. You know, you know, you know, what, you know, what I, I hate about the, who said something like that. That was, was Kurt, Co- Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain claimed, oh man, he, he, he was anti-corporate rock and all this kind of nonsense and he was embarrassed by the success they had. Then stop. Then stop making records. Then stop, you know, you're so full of shit. You know, you're, you're, you know, I, 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 that's what I'm saying. You're full of shit. I, I, I hate to say oh, it. Well, uh, this is a uh, very know, may, explicit maybe. podcast tonight. Yeah, well, no, because you, you, you hit a nerve to me I about. Think we, I think I we've hit even, a nerve. I didn't you even a, mean to hit a nerve with that. Hey, oh, Carl, you got I, a sound. You need to come up with a sound effect for hitting a nerve with you. I think. If you make it in this business, it's so hard to make it that if you have the, the luck and all that stuff where you do, be grateful, share it, do something positive with it. But to be embarrassed of it, drop dead. How dare you? <laughs> you know, because there, there are a million guys that are, that are starving, that are probably just as worthy as you, but you are lucky enough to, to get the break. Well, I do think that is a good point that when you get to that level of success, that being embarrassed by it almost can be a slap in the face, especially because the industry is so big and there are so many people who are trying to make it. Because it's what about, phony. What about humility? What about being humble about well, your I think, but I, is, but is that bullshit too? No, but I think no, there's- No, being a, humble, that's different. There's difference, being, yeah. Being embarrassed means you truly are uncomfortable with the success that you've had and you just don't know what to do about it. Being humble just means that you are down to earth. You understand that you've had this success, but you're not trying to like have ego around it and like throw it around like in people's faces all right 
Uh, did we have a question of the week this week? No, we had no question of the week. Okay, cool. Um, so we have to get out of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was a pretty crazy episode. I'm sorry I went off, guys. I, I you know, sometimes you hit a nerve, and sometimes I kind of you, you spark a little, whatever, and I go nuts. We're I apologize. just introducing our audience to the other side of Carl, the Carl that yeah, we, we all, know and adore. We all have that side, you know. And uh, I, I do have this ridiculous way. I have to admit that we're. If you'd like you know, to cancel Carl, go to ninety four twenty. I, I do. I do have this ridiculous way of like saying no. There's no argument. This is it. It's a fact. It's wrong. It's over. There's no discussion. Uh, but that's what that's what makes you Carl. Carl. Very very mature attitude. <laughs> wise a wise man. Uh. Let's uh let's get some ninety four twenty um t shirts, and and we can have different sayings like on the back of one. Don't be a Carl. Don't be a Carl. right. You can make them. You can make them. We could. Anyway. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us up this episode of the 9420 podcast. For all of the links to the items and topics discussed, please go to the website 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y.com. Until next time, we'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. Toodles. Toodles.